When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, looky here. It's the Pat and JT Podcast. Pat and JT Podcast. Pat and JT, um, you can find us where you are finding us right now, wherever you get your podcasts, or patandjt.com. Uh, more specifically, um, on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook, it's it's Pat and JT. Pat, uh, hey at patandjt.com is yes. our email address. Um, or you can uh, where's your list 402-403-9478 it's right, o- right over here okay, yeah we're on so I many places now it like it takes too much time to say all of them it's just like wherever you get because we are on like 18 okay, don't, don't be too platforms. no big deal <laughs> no big deal <laughs> we're everywhere we're right. everywhere because basically when you came on and said where you can find us it's but hey you found us <clears throat> right it's like that's you, all that matters if you're listening to us you found us you found us nice job so we're, we're getting closer and closer to episode number 50 we're, we're not going to continue to do the countdown until we get to number 50 right it's like like 10 episodes away so it's kind of like when you're in a relationship for everyone it's like for one year anniversary two and then after you've been there for well, a year and after one month like, don't you didn't you do the one yeah month? oh yeah yeah okay oh, i was yeah. gonna say you got the one month for sure did then the one month. The six month yep okay. Th- then you do the 12 and then it's 18 oh and then it's kind of like happy five years and it's like who are you right <laughs> <laughs> right all right so kind of special edition we have a guest in the studio and his name is fred newell Hi, Fred. Hi, Fred. Hey, guys. How's it going? Good. Very good. Very good. And more people than realize probably know who you are, but don't realize who you are. Right. right. Um, I met you on Twitter. Pat met you on Twitter. That's right. A lot of people that I know met you on Twitter as Fremont Fred. Yes. A lot of people know me that way. And a lot of that all comes back to probably Matt Verzal. I can thank him for that. Uh, really? Friend of mine. Yeah. He, uh, oh, he pimps me out when he gets a chance. So. <laughs> uses me that way. What, I think. The Fremont Fred is relatively new. Yeah, well what happened with that was is I actually used my real name for a long time and it was what it was and then Twitter decided to ban my Twitter account for whatever reason. <laughs> did, what, did they give you a reason? No, it just yeah. came back and said something yeah. about did I don't even any, remember the verbiage they have used. Have any idea why? No. no. Uh, uh actually I <laughs> do, but I do not remember what the post was. It was so dumb that so it, it was it, like flagged as hate speech or something stupid like uh, that. Uh it wasn't even hate speech. I can't remember. It didn't pull the whole Facebook community standard thing, but it was on that you know, hey, wait a minute, this doesn't work. And I'm right. thinking, gosh, I think I just retweeted what someone else put. Right. Right. And stupid. it wasn't even bad. It was just a joke, if I remember correctly. But I would say oh, the well. people that follow you know what to expect. Well, I, you know, <laughs> and I get a lot of that stuff. I steal it from other people or some of it we make up. But no, the, the, I mean, the gist of it is I, I'm one of those guys, you know, when email first got big, the only thing I used email for was for passing jokes. Right. My wife would be like, what are you doing? I'm like, oh, I got to send this joke over. This is funny. Send Can it to your you uncle. Send it to your I aunt. I forgot all about that. And that, that was how like I in, did it. Like in the 90s? Oh, gosh, yeah. And that was the, that was the, the way yep. you did it, was, was forwarding jokes. I didn't you'd even have to read, text And you'd have to read the forward. Like, you'd have to scroll all the way down because you'd have yes. all those forward The marks, people forward, that didn't forward. know how to forward correctly yes. and delete everything. And it yes. used to torque me off. I'd be like, go back and delete all this stuff. And 
<laughs> so all this amazing technology that we have connecting the world like that, and we use it for forwarding jokes and yep. porn. Yep. <laughs> very, very true. There, I mean, I don't know what we would do without it. That's oh, the problem. Oh Probably God. more mm. stuff. <laughs> well, maybe. Probably more productive. Might be. Yeah. I don't know. No, well, we just were, we wanted you to come on and, uh, get a chance to, to talk to you some more. We had the chance to meet you for the first time just about a week ago. And like you said, Matt Verzel brought you back down here to the station right. studio and, and got to sit around a little bit. He's, you guys have been buddies for a long time. Yeah, we've known each other for quite a while. Um, you know, Matt's a great guy. He's one of those guys that anybody knows him, you know, will he'll give you the shirt off his back. And so yeah. he's always looking at stuff like that. And he was very interested at uh, the flooding that was going on in Fremont in the area. And so we were talking and he was just, you know, send me pictures, send me this. And it wasn't because he wanted to know. It's because he wanted everyone else to know. Yeah. And that's, mm-hmm. you know, if you know Matt, that's the way he Well, it's kind of funny. He, Matt, uh, how long ago, what, a few months ago, said something to me that it will probably stick with me forever when he said, because he was an offensive lineman for the Cornhuskers back in the mid-90s. And he said, Forwarding you know, jokes. Right. Yeah. I'm, I'm sad. <laughs> or the okay. other. Okay. Um, so, and he just said as, as an offensive lineman by nature, he just wants to take care of people because he takes care of the quarterback, takes care of the running back. And that's always stuck with me. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. Right, right. That's it's exactly fu- It's funny because that personality fits him perfectly. Right. It yeah. just does, you know. But And the same way at Paisons. He has Paisons Pizza and he wants to make sure everybody's taken care of. Yep. I've watched him do things that I know a lot of business owners won't do. You know, I mean, he will make sure that you walk out of there. I guess if you're not happy, it's probably on you. Get a little bit closer. There it's yeah. probably on you. So yeah. I, that's just it. That's true. It's true. That's I, enough pimping his ego. Though, you think so? You right now. Okay. Yeah, we're done. I, I got one more for him. Just want to say thanks to him. Or uh, congratulations, more likely, because as we speak, um, he was just doing a fundraiser for uh, a person who used to work for him. And uh, they offered, they were doing a 10% of everything they sold for the day. And I'd driven by there and it was packed. He actually does that every Wednesday. He's done it for uh, the Fremont Flyers hockey program twice now in wow. Fremont. Uh, basically, you just got to get with Matt and tell him what you've got going, what you're raising money for, and he'll look at his calendar, and if he's got a Wednesday to put you in, he'll put you in. Yeah. And it's Sign 10% up. of anything from the minute they open to the minute they Which close. Which is such a great thing. It it's is. Huge. Yeah. Yeah. It's a huge deal. That's great. Yeah. But speaking of the flooding, that was, that was another reason, too, we wanted you to come in. Um, you've, you kind of ended up being probably more front and center than you intended just you know you were just one person of many that's been doing a lot of work up there but you were interviewed on national television yeah that was kind of a weird deal yeah but did they just find you out roaming around to get you or how'd you get hooked up with that that's how everybody finds right david Muir's like uh dude can you wake up and talk to us on tv it was kind of the the same type of thing we had that day my neighbor josh miller and i had decided uh I had access to a trash pump, and my wife's grandmother, uh, she's 93, lives down in the south end of town. Um, her basement had filled up. So mm. we had snuck down into the tracks um, to find out how bad the basement was. We saw it was full, and, you know, a little sump pump's not going to do it. So I had access to a trash pump. We went down there the following day with my wife's uncle and then my wife's stepdad, and we were going to pump that basement out. So we did. We got done with that, and her neighbor says, well, mine's full. Yeah, we're going to go help you, too. Well, as we're doing that, we're talking to a couple city workers. John Dowdy, you were working real hard, by the way. (laughs) And they decided, you know, we're just teasing each other, and they opened up the manhole, and we're dumping it in the manhole, just pumping in there. It was working great. Well, all of a sudden, this guy pulls up, and we thought it was a police officer. We didn't know her, so I'm like, oh, man, we're in deep crap now because we're pumping this into the the sewer, you know? (laughs) 
So we didn't know what we were getting into. And then I noticed on the back of this guy's vehicle, it said weather channel. So I'm like, well, he's not a cop. Just let him go. And so nobody scattered. We stood there and this guy, his name was John. I can't remember his last name. He came over with a camera and he just said, hey guys, I'm basically a freelance guy. I'm out here doing stories, yada, yada, yada. What are you doing? So we told him what we were doing. He embellished it a little bit to make it sound like we were out building Noah's Ark and saving right. the world. And, and that was how the story went. That so. was cool, though. It was cool because some of your friends, somebody uh, got it on the phone oh, as gosh. well and then started passing it around. Yeah, a friend slash customer of mine over in Columbus, uh, we do a lot of jokes back and forth with each other. He got a hold of it on his computer and dubbed some words over some things I said. <laughs> And so I went Which ahead. Which is always fun. Oh, it was great. I mean, I'm one of those guys. I mean, if you get to know me, I'm one of those guys. I make fun of a lot of people. I mess with people. I tease people, but I expect to get it back. Yeah. I mean, and so he got me pretty good. So that's why I put it on Facebook. So it was funny. See what I was you down pumping basements and looking for a certain animal down there in, <laughs> in downtown. <laughs> so were you personally, did your house personally get flooded? Were you no. blocked? I mean, all of yeah, Fremont kinda, was blocked. Exactly. Well, it, the timeline for myself was kind of weird. Um, Friday, that Friday before the flood, I can't tell you dates, but a couple weeks ago there, um, everything had started in Columbus on Thursday. And so when I got, I came into the office, I come into Omaha on Monday, Wednesday, Friday, came in Friday morning, didn't think much of it. You know, Fremont uh, on the south end, literally right down by the river, those people get water. It, it just happens. I mean, they know it, everything, that's the way it works. So when people are talking about the plaque going out, all right, yeah, you know, so-and-so's house is going to get a PD, blah, blah, this, that. Well, Friday, I don't even remember how it started. Somehow someone texted me or something that I don't even remember if it was my wife. Somehow around 1030, it was, hey, they're closing Dodge Street. I can't say that I've ever heard that. Ever. That part of Dodge Street was never supposed right. to ever be able to be underwater. So at that point, my wife, I remember texting my wife and she's, well, I'm going to head home before we can't get home. And that was the whole point. The point was, I don't want to get stuck in Omaha. Mm -hmm. It wasn't, oh no, we're going to flood. It was, I don't want to get stuck in Omaha for the weekend. Home. I want to go home. Yeah. yeah. So I told my boss and, and I went home. We went about our business. We started hearing stories Friday afternoon about, well, there's water here, water there. Friday night going into Saturday morning, my wife's cousin works at the hospital, and so she started to uh, overhear things on the police scanner. And it was about 2.30 in the morning, I think she received a text that there was water coming over what we call Cloverly Road. That is down by Hormel in the south in a town where the new chicken plant's being built. Mm -hmm. Water should not be there. Um, can't say I've ever seen water there. Um, that's a long, not a long ways from the river, but the way the river works, they're, they're, it, it just shouldn't, shouldn't be get there. there. Yeah. yeah. Physics says. So no. <laughs> I kind of called BS on it a little bit. I'm like, no, nah, she's not hearing that correctly. <laughs> and so we kind of went back to sleep and I thought, well, we'll see what happens. Well, in the morning I got a hold of someone in a, a friend of mine, an authoritative figure. I won't dime him out on here. Don't want to get him in trouble. He was working. And I said, what's this rumor I'm hearing about water? And he goes, I'm down there right now. You need to come down here. It is. It's coming down Cloverly. And it was basically following over the railroad tracks on the south end of town coming towards our neighborhood. Which shouldn't happen. No. So that's what started the whole sandbagging thing. People started sandbagging. That I wanted you to talk about because that, that picture, the drone footage that they had of the sandbagging that you yes. guys accomplished. It's incredible. It oh, was. It had to be a mile and a half, How did two miles long. Okay. It's ridiculous. Take us through that because there had been like what a call on social media or how did this go down? Honestly, the Fremont Department of Utilities and 
the Fremont leadership, Scott Getchman, uh, some of the city councilmen, Mike Coons, some of these guys, they did a top-notch job. I mean, I'll be the first to knock these guys, but I'm also, <laughs> I'll tell them when they did a good job. Yeah. And they did, for the, the hand they were dealt and the chaos they were dealing with on different ends of the town, they did a good job. They this, really did. To, to lay it out, if you didn't see the pictures, and I'm sure most people have, but it was, what, about two miles it's at least a mile and a half stretch i mean it's it just felt like it went on forever it's it looked crazy. like it in that drone footage and i have to admit that i've never um i've never been in my property's never been you know in hurt by a flood damage that we i lived in i grew up in waterloo my parents live right outside right. they never had water on their property until this until this past flood so i always not made fun of but i i never I never understood the reason for sandbagging. It's like you're sandbagging right. your house while the water's coming in from the other side. So, I mean, you're going to have to do... So I thought, man, what a daunting task to try to have to do something that's ultimately you're going to lose, but you guys didn't lose. I mean, you did... You, it was unbelievable. Well, and that was the key. You know, that was the one thing everybody... Uh, you get all these people together and they're sandbagging. And it's like, you guys, we're not building a permanent wall here. You mm -hmm. know, we're just trying to detour the water long enough so they can figure out where the problem is yeah. or time can just take over and the water can recede. And... I didn't really, I don't want to say I didn't panic. I mean, the wife and I lived in Winslow, Nebraska, so when we were first married years ago. So we had dealt with flooding in the past. Oh, um, yeah. I knew what was going on. We've sandbagged before, um, you know, know how stressful it is and some of the ins and outs of what you need to do. So I wasn't too worried. I was like, you know what? We're going to sandbag. We're going to hold this off. We'll be fine. <laughs> and it was around noon, I think, on Saturday. One of the city workers looked at me and we were just talking and he goes oh man and i said what he says they found out where the water's coming from i'm like okay that's a good thing and he goes no it's not and i said why and he goes there's actually sandbars in the platte river right now okay well why are we fighting flood water if there's yeah. sandbars well what had happened was is that those were the three dike breaches that happened out west mm -hmm. so that water was actually coming from somewhere where we never expected it to come from and that that hurt a lot of people i mean there was a there's a little lake community right off of 77 up against the river called Dove's Cove. Mm -hmm. It is built up enough that it's one of the higher spots in Fremont, even though it's against the river. So they do not get river water. Well, what happened was, is when the water came from the west, then it came in from the north and they weren't expecting that. They weren't yeah. built for that. So this, right. this little lake community got flooded out and it, it just... That's that's awful because that's where you start hearing the stories about people now finding out their flood insurance might be compromised yeah some, because that stuff is so hairy it, I, I, oh. I, it's gross it really it makes you feel it makes you feel gross and and i i don't envy the adjusters insurance oh. adjusters that have to no, tell these that, families this that is a thankless job yeah I, I mean you know and some guys i, I listen to some people talk mm -hmm. and they think it's like back in the 80s when these guys could get away with these great hailstorm schemes you know where mm -hmm. oh, oh man yeah. i'm gonna claim i'm gonna get a new roof and i'm gonna put this money in my pocket and not gonna fix it the flood insurance is different it doesn't work that way i mean the the insurance companies are smarter than that they're in the business to make money right um, yeah <laughs> yeah i mean that's what people forget a lot with mm -hmm. health insurance and insurance Any companies. insurance they're, yeah. they're not a charity they're in they're here to make mm -hmm. money, so they're going to cut corners where they can. Um, they're going to utilize any laws they can. They're going to push you around a little bit here and there, but they aren't. They aren't going to be bent themselves. No, no, <laughs> no way, shape, or form. And they're not going to walk away. They're going, "Hey, you were such a nice guy. Here's an extra five hundred bucks." Right. I mean, that's not happening. Yeah. So no, that I hated that because in Nebraska too, I, I saw one map that they were talking about uh, the amount of water tributaries. Uh, was a hydrological map that was mm -hmm. that Nebraska just outranks any mm -hmm. other state in the country 
Tree for the number of tributaries and streams and creeks and rivers. And, Which I had no idea. Everything else. No, it's, yeah. it's no clue. You don't think about you it. You don't. You really don't. But then you think, you know, when somebody says, oh, flood insurance, why you, Why would you live somewhere where you could get flooded? And it's like, well, the whole flipping state can get flooded because we're basically, just one big tributary. <laughs> right, <laughs> right. Like, basically. Well, and that's the scary thing, you know, like with Fremont. I don't know how familiar you guys are with it, but it's one thing that I always like to remind people, especially if they're not from around there, Fremont is a riverbed. That river used to run from Rosedale to the north I've all the way map. to the banks where the river is now in the south. That was all water. It may have been dinosaurs drinking out of it, but that was all water <laughs> yeah. at one time. You know, I mean, it, it can happen. And movies, yeah, rivers move or they get moved. And if they get moved, they fight to go back. Right. It's going to try and go where it's natural. And they've changed it with dikes and things of that nature. And, you know, I, I, I the thing with us over there in Fremont is the, the people... There, there's not much else that could have been done. You know, a lot yeah. of people always want to look at, oh, what could we have done differently? The only thing they could have done was somehow Columbus gotten rid of the ice jam a couple of weeks ago and the water worked. And but I've, I've I heard a lot know. of people, you don't know that that would have cured it. No, you don't. And, and I don't know the reasons why they didn't blast a few weeks ago. That's, you know, a political thing over there. Has probably to do with birds or... Who, Who knows? knows? Some rare animal, yeah. right? And yeah. like but you said, never thinking it would end up this way. I'm sure no. if they knew, they would have done whatever they Nobody had to do. Nobody expected three inches of rain, right? You know yeah. that kind of stuff. It just all fell together, and and you know, unfortunately, a lot of people in Fremont they've come through because everything is based off the 50 year floodplain, 100 year. Yeah. So a lot of these people don't have flood insurance. That's insane. Because Isn't you know it? it's yeah. been rezoned. Exactly. And, and you so think they don't you're have fine? to. Yeah. Oh, well, look at like what, when you were talking about Waterloo too, Waterloo's kind of like a little soup bowl. Yeah. Well, um, the dike, I, I remember when they, uh, the whole ridiculous political process trying to get that dike approved d- decades ago. I remember I was young, younger, but waste of money, waste of money, terrible, ridiculous, whatever tax to get this thing built. And now you see aerial shots and that's dry. It's the dry. Waterloo is dry. Waterloo is dry. Waterloo right. is right. dry. Cause you're right. That, that area of Dodge street. I mean that oh. you're it's, I have never seen Dodge clothes. I've never seen, I've seen water up. There's like a little right on the west side of the river it's like this little grove of trees on that i've seen water there a lot you know right but pff, never up never across the road that's well crazy. that's like you know i told you that the wife and i lived in winslow and i've kind of got a soft spot in my heart for they that got little town hit hard well the worst thing about that town is the people prepare for it but when we <clears throat> we've been in our we've moved back in fremont probably 12 13 years ago now and when we were there they had been working for years on putting a levy in and it had been a battle you know and when we left, they were working with an engineering company. I believe it was the one out of Wahoo or wherever they're from, JEO. They had gotten that approved, but there's so much crap. It just took a while to get it going. Well, they finally got that dike built. And so they told all these people, this is this dike is built for 100 year or whatever. It's, you guys don't have to worry about anything anymore. Well, the water literally ran over the dike for those wow. people up there. There so was the nothing got, more they could do. Right. I mean, what else are you going to do? What else could they do? Yeah. yeah. What and, else you know, could they, they do? They felt safe. We've got this levy. We're good. You know, we used to survive this when we didn't have a levy. Yeah. You know, and now we have a levy and oh crap. Yeah. Now we're exactly. screwed. So you, you had mentioned some stories about some of the people from Winslow too, because they, they pretty much lost everything. Oh yeah. Um, but good people. Saturday morning. It was crazy. I think I told you guys a story. Um, we were sandbagging, and, and I say we, everybody sandbags, and there's people that work harder than others, don't get me wrong, but when there's a young guy standing there looking for something to do, I'm going to shove him to the front of the line, and I'm going to step back for a minute. Yeah. I'm, you know, I'm not dumb here, but, yeah. well, that's probably our view. But anyway, so this kid, a uh, younger kid, never seen him before in my life. He just happens to come up, and he's talking, you know, just talking, and he catches my attention because he's behind me, and I turned, and 
he just kept talking and talking. And I said, well, where are you from? And he says, well, I'm from Winslow. And I kind of looked at him funny. And he goes, we couldn't save our stuff. So we thought we'd all come down here and help you guys. That's and pretty thought, amazing. You, know, you, don't, you don't hear that very yeah. often. I'm like, you know, they could have easily just been trying to clean up their own mess. Exactly. Or, save themselves. And you there know, was a lot of that. There was a lot of that over that weekend. I will tell you, um, it restored my faith in humanity with Fremont. You know, Fremont's kind of a weird town. There's arguing constantly. You know, you got the blue hairs going at the young kids and you got this going at, and everybody just pisses and moans all the time. And that weekend was an interesting weekend. I watched people helping other people while their houses were flooding, yeah. you know, and they're helping someone else. It was just really kind of neat. You know, it's unfortunate, yeah. but what's, it the, what's the status of Winslow now? Uh, last I heard FEMA was coming through there. What is yeah it would have been about two days ago yeah uh they were coming through and going house by house i've heard some pretty mm. not optimistic things about the town you know i know for years you know kind of like Kroll, nebraska a lot of people don't even realize that town used to exist on the way say, to west point for a lot of people like where yeah <laughs> how but, many how big is winslow yeah. how many people uh 100 150 oh, maybe so it's, it's a little it's guy. small enough yeah you know it is and and i could see that becoming a deal where the government says here's the deal here's the money for your houses now get right. out of here you know mm -hmm. yeah I really don't know what's going to happen, but it'll be interesting. You know, yeah. the only business in town anymore is the Smiley's Bar in town there, the Wagner Zone, and the rest is just houses. You know, their volunteer fire department helps out all around there. A lot of good people. Just, man, heartbreaking. It really is. Right. You mentioned FEMA, too, and we'd been talking about this before and didn't realize this. Um, somebody had posted on a couple of pages that if you volunteer in any of the towns and if FEMA's there, let them know you're there and that you're volunteering and how many hours because that counts for the money that FEMA is going to be giving to that community after the fact. So I keep hearing about that, but I wonder what that has to do with anything. I don't I thought about that yesterday. I'm wondering. And, I, and I, I actually thought about that too, after we had mentioned that yeah. a, a couple episodes ago and I thought, okay, it almost sounds like it, you're, if you're getting a lot of volunteer help, then why are we going to pay you? See, and that's well, the way see, I, you always think the government has another knack to, yeah, you know, there's a niche. I took it the yeah. other way to hear it was the way I felt about it, I guess was that, You've got, if you aren't trying to do something for your community, why should we give you money? Well, obviously, Fred and I are jaded. That's, I, I say, I'm, I'm always looking for the bad angle. On right. it. It's like, yeah, they're going to come in the back door on this. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's what I was feeling, too. I'm like, oh, me, on. little Mary Sunshine That's over what, here. Right. Who is really? that over I'm there? The We're talking okay. about the federal government here. I mean, you know, I... I <laughs> I would. I, that's exactly how I took it, though. Yeah. I did. I'm like, they're gonna look at this and they're gonna figure, wow, you guys can take care of yourselves. Yeah. You know what I mean? What do we need you and for? I'm thinking it? they're gonna get rewarded. Yeah. I don't. Y'all. There's not gonna be any medals handed out. I don't think. <laughs> yeah. Why don't you? Um. Just like Bakers or High V saying, just record, just use your card, and we'll see all the food you eat, and we'll reward you at the end of the year for all the healthy stuff. But they actually look at it and they see all the Oreos and Everclear that you buy, okay, and never then mind. you're on a list now, right? <laughs> Okay. Gets the coupons. Yeah, right. You never get an Everclear coupon either. Right. I'm going to tell you that right now. I know that for a fact. They don't want you coming back and suing them. Well, for, this is true. see, that's what I always said. We have those cards at the, the oh yeah at the stores. That eventually, what's going to happen is those are going to become the possession of your health insurance company, and then they're going to go back over everything that you've bought. That would not surprise me. One <laughs> no, insane. they'll think you're making fertilizer bombs right. in your house with all the Everclear you buy, ma'am. Okay. Yeah, I just say, we got to talk. I make Kahlua. It's it's just it's really it's really simple. Sure, sure, There's sure. no harm, just a little Kahlua. No harm. Your right. liver down there I'm screaming. Right. Right if you, now. If you <laughs> listen really close, you're going. <laughs> no, no 
harm. It's a little Kahlua often. So speaking of alcohol, uh, was there like a flood? Was there like a flood cocktail? Was there a flood when you guys were in it and you're like, I don't, there's nothing we can do. Let's sit back, let's sandbag and let's grab a. Uh, We did have a couple beers and I always go to my. (laughs) <laughs> my sure thing you know my uh, admiral nelson and seven up but that's about it okay. admiral nelson and Se- did you know the guys that found the refrigerator no not a clue <sighs> so what's I that was- story I, i've heard a little bit about it but i don't know all the deets that refrigerator supposedly had been through a house fire yeah i heard that too this, this and- wow. refrigerator is floating in the in the floodwaters and some guys were out trying to find people to help and and this was early on yeah and they saw the refrigerator and scooped it up it was not only full of beer but the beer was cold cold and it wasn't even dirty i no. mean it, it hadn't leaked at all and so and then they found out that that same refrigerator had been through a house fire as well the refrigerator, the refrigerator had been through a house fire and so the people who owned it i believe moved it to their cabin is what happened that makes and then sense. that's how then when the flood came through it just scooped it, it up. It gra- it I want to know what the brand is, and I think that they should immediately request that they get paid a lot of money for an advertising for sure. campaign. Yeah, they should. They really should as right. an endorsement. These guys, yeah, missing a huge opportunity. <laughs> and the beer, too. The kind of whatever kind it of beer it was. Bush Light. Bush Light, and I think there was some Bud Light. I think some Bud Light. Right. Yeah, Bush Light. That's In that typical. situation, uh, uh, surprise beer, oh. field beer, Bush Light <laughs> Keystone's beer. fine. Exactly. It wouldn't matter. Flood beer? Yeah. <laughs> flood, <laughs> a little surprise flood beer. Woo! Bush <laughs> Keys, whatever. I don't care. I, at that point, I guess any any beer is pretty much fine. Exactly. Fred Newell from Fremont. Fremont Fred online if you want to follow along on Twitter in particular, uh, also on Facebook. Just just make sure you check the timeline first. I don't want to offend anybody's good sensibilities. Um, right. But we're not done with Fred yet. Um, and, and it was great to, to check in with what was going on in Fremont. Um, right. And we love talking. I mean, honestly, uh, if you if you've got some stories you'd like to share about your community, would love to hear about it. Yeah. Um, and see if we can't get you in the studio with us. That would be great. You can always give us a call. Mm-hmm. Um, you can always. For, uh, you can go in our phone number is 402-403-9478. Absolutely. Leave a voicemail. Uh, email us, of course, and then all the other ways you can get a hold of us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, blah blah. blah Just blah, search blah. it. It's Pat Do and it. Yeah, we want to talk to you for sure. But we're not done with Fred. We're going to talk more. Um, we've got discussion about Civic Auditorium. Always a great one. Ranch Bowl. Uh, even better one. <laughs> and how on earth could Marilyn Manson be the connective tissue between Pat and Fred? My gut just says today's not the first day I met Fred. I know it's not. Didn't even not. know it. I know it's not. Uh, so <laughs> thanks for checking out um, our uh, our podcast and make sure you t- check out the next. You bet. A lot of unanswered, uh, uh, unanswered questions. It's Pat and JT. Thanks for listening to the podcast. NJT Podcast, a Parkville Media Production.